Alright. Whenever you guys are ready. I, I'm assuming the silence means you're ready. We got oh, it. yes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Engage. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Too Young for This Trek. I'm Tyler, and I've seen mostly no Star Trek. Hi, I'm MC. I've seen most of Star Trek at least once. And I'm Eric. I've seen most of everything about three times, I think. And today we're talking about Star Trek Picard, episode six, um, Impossible Box. Is that what it's called? Or is it Impossible Cube? It's Box, I think it's right? Impossible Box. The Impossible okay. Box. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and uh, as you can hear, there's no Troy with us today. He gave me a reason. Let me see if I can find it. <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, he wrote me a lot of notes. Oh, good. This should be fun. Yeah. So, uh, Troy said, bad news. I've encountered a race of beings who exist at an insane rate of speed, and they've adapted my biology to vibrate at their quantum frequency (laughs) so that from my perspective, I'm living in a world of statues. In short, I'm living out the rest of my life between the flaps of hummingbird wings and won't make it to today's recording. On the positive side of things, my phone is operating fast enough for me to send you my thoughts on the episode. Oh, that's good. Well, we wish Troy the best in his ethereal form or whatever is going on with that. Hopefully he can get out of it. Those things usually work themselves out, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if Star Trek's any guide, you know, this'll this'll be good in about an hour. So um yeah. Uh I only have half a summary, but I'll read you the half a summary I have. I I don't take notes the first time I watch the episode, and I normally have enough time to watch it a second time and get some good notes, but I got home super late, so yeah. We'll we'll, we'll just have to improvise. <laughs> that works. Here it goes. Uh, So Soji has a bad dream. That's about it for her at the beginning. And then on the Picard, Picard and crew are recapping the end of the last episode. Agnes lies about how Bruce died and they prepare to go to the cube. Picard seems hesitant to go to the cube. And then he freaks out when Agnes says that maybe the Borg have changed and he like storms out. And Elnor tells Agnes Picard can't tell she is haunted by something she'd like to forget. Uh, then Picard goes to his quarters and he Googles the Borg. So some pictures of them, including one of himself as Locutus of the Borg. <laughs> um, it does that thing that Troy really loves when like the, the screen like projects onto the person's face. So it's like, you know, like Locutus lines up with now Picard's face like it did back with uh, Ramda's face. I mean, Rhonda, <laughs> Rhonda's you know, that face. Always, that always kind of like threw me off uh, when they would do that. Um, I think it worked for this episode, but previously I was like, eh, I don't know how, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> oh no, my notes disappeared. Okay. So then Rios is doing, you know, some late night soccer and space like you do when <laughs> Agnes shows up looking real sad. Uh, then Rios tells her if she needs to talk to someone about Maddox dying, he's like totally there for her. And then they fuck. But it's like sad. 
It's like real sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, which brings up the question that I wanted to ask Troy. Troy is convinced that Rios himself is a hologram. So Troy, mm-hmm. if you're out there in, you know, I, I don't know how Troy Temporal would perceive vortex. us right now, but if you can hear this, Troy, statues. do, do holograms. F- holograms are people too, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure that there is specific programs like holodeck programs that quark cells that are especially uh designed for that sort of thing so yes holograms do fuck (laughs) i mean there's even evidence to support this in voyager uh the holographic doctor i think there's a whole plot about him upgrading yeah having a family yeah with holograms yeah yeah it's weird so Hold on, did he have a kid with a hologram, or does he just have a hologram family? Uh, did they ever actually say in that episode? Because that, no. like, that was the finale, right? Yeah, no, I can't remember, but I, I know he definitely has, like, a family. Um, so you would- <laughs> he, he's a hologram. He's a hologram himself. <laughs> like, he's an emergency oh. uh, medical hologram. Like, uh, the thing, uh, like... Uh, like Rios's crew. Rios's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So he turns up uh, in a whole bunch of, uh, in like the first episode after the doc- the actual ship's doctor dies. Mm-hmm. And he sort of is like this running medical program that happens throughout the whole show as they're trying to get back from the Delta Quadrant in Voyager. So he has a lot of personality mm-hmm. where these sorts of uh, emergency holograms aren't supposed to, and a whole bunch of hijinks happen because of that. Because he's supposed to be like a temporary program that steps in during an emergency. Like he's only there for like one purpose, but because he's turned on for seven years, he ends up like gaining sentient. Well, he he's already sentient, right? But like he ends up like gaining yeah. a personality, I guess, you know? uh it's it's okay. kind of interesting yeah that's weird i didn't yeah. expect that random question to actually go <laughs> anywhere <laughs> well it's it's kind of like data but data is like completely emotionless whereas the doctor his bedside manner is really lacking hmm. like it's but, it's sort of an opposite kind of problem like data has like a physical He's, body yeah yeah holograms don't <laughs> well but they can interact with uh, physical they, things they're they're what, what are they mc like hardened photons or something yeah like they're, they're hardened photons they're like, um hmm. yeah so it, it's like a projection of light that's actually able to touch things mm-hmm. okay Hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, moving yeah. on. So we have uh, <laughs> Nark's sister uh, teases him by playing with his Rubik's cube, and then Rizzo. Uh, <laughs> what's her name? Rizzo. 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 Okay. I always want to say Lizzo, but okay. <laughs> so uh, then Nark uh, realizes he can use Soji's dream to hack into her and find out where her homeworld is, and so uh, back on the the Picard. In order to get the <laughs> cube to, uh, in order to get to the cube, they need to get diplomatic credentials, 
So Rafi gets high and drunk and calls up an old Federation friend and threatens to commit an act of war if they don't get approval from the Federation to go to the cube. Um, after that works out, Picard's like clapping and cheering on her, her success and everyone else is just like feeling bad for her because she just like ruined a relationship and is drunk and high. And yeah, it's it's a weird scene. Um, yeah. So anyways, back on the cube. Soji realizes that everything she owns is 37 months old by scanning it with a device that apparently tells you how old everything is. And I'm curious if why, mm. why she didn't try like scanning herself. Cause that would have been like the dead giveaway. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, that's where my notes end. So if you mm. guys want to help pad out the summary. Okay. Uh, well, well, after that, is when Picard gets transported over onto the cube and starts freaking out because mm-hmm. he starts having all of his memories and stuff from when he was a Borg. And right. then a couple of shadowy figures come out and support him, and he's like, get your hands off me, because he thinks they're Borg. Mm-hmm. And they're actually ex-Borg. And then Hugh turns up, and they have a hug. Uh, so Rafi and Rios had a moment? Um, yeah, they have a moment. They um, Rafi tells him about her son and, you know, like how he like hates her and all that. And mm-hmm. yeah, like uh, we see a lot of character of Rios in this um, episode. Like you get to see like a, he hasn't really shown, you know, he, he doesn't seem too personable. Side. Yeah, like he's yeah. like very yeah. like. He seems like a really good guy in this other than you. Uh, I don't know. The the part with there, Agnes, he at least he seemed he was making sure she was into it, even though it seems like. A, right. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It seems like a weird time to sleep with someone, even though he doesn't know the full thing about her relationship with Maddox and that she killed him. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of weird. But at the same time, um, everyone uh deals and copes with their grief in their own ways yeah everyone mourns differently and i mean he was like are you sure this will help and she's like maybe for a few hours yeah yeah Yeah. like it 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 was kind of weird uh but at the same time it was very human and it like humanized both of them more, I reckon, than what we've seen in previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where they're, uh, especially after uh, she just killed uh, Bruce Maddox, like, you, you, you get this very human scene in the next episode, like, hey, this person isn't evil, mm-hmm. they're just a human. Yeah. And we yeah. still don't know what's going on with that. Like, we have no, no idea why she did that. I'm sure... I'm not saying she did the right thing, but clearly there was a motive, you know. Yeah, like clearly to her she was in the right, even though it was hard to do. Yeah. The next thing I remember is uh Nark and uh Shoji, uh they both go to this meditation room of some kind, right? And yeah. he's trying to get her to relive her dream or her memories, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to kind of get to the bottom of it through this like meditative practice, I want to say it's like I mean, walk, walking a labyrinth of some kind, yeah. And uh, actually, before that, uh, you oh. get to see Hugh take Picard through like the 
reclamation area and mm-hmm. actually see them reclaiming the Borg. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, but uh, then we definitely get like the the um the meditation and him it's Narek taking uh soji through her memory of the dream Mm -hmm. so she can like find out um, yeah whatever nightmare yeah so she keeps waking up at the same point so he's trying to get her past that point and hoping to use that to find out information about what planet they're from which yeah was kind of interesting to me. So, are they saying there's an android planet? It, um, because they called it a home world. Yeah, so, so I guess yeah. there's a whole society of these things. Yeah, I'm assuming Bruce Maddox created a lot of them. Hmm. We're not really sure uh, yeah. yet. Hopefully, I guess they at we... least have reason to believe that. Yeah, and um, well, when we get to like the end of the memory there's actually significant um landmarks that help the romulans find out where they're supposed to be going Mm -hmm. uh which is two blood red moons and constant electrical storms yeah i was trying to i was trying to remember if if that was something that we'd seen in a previous series like is this a planet we may know from some somewhere else i couldn't pinpoint it though I mean, I couldn't tell either. Yeah, because there's lots of lots of planets with different weird moons and electrical storms. So, yeah, I don't know if it's supposed to be a specific one. So uh, once uh, Narek gets that information out of her, he then puts uh, his <laughs> he leaves the room and he leaves one of his like fancy little Rubik's cubes in there. <laughs> yeah, and he locks her in, and that opens up, and like a red gas comes out, and Soji starts like just pounding she pounds her way through the floor and so um yeah uh, that was amazing yeah i thought it was yeah. funny like he was so, like um clearly this is malfunctioning because it shows that she's in between levels <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and she's well, falling rapidly huge. or something yeah. yeah yeah um so i think that was like a biogenic weapon of some kind because we saw a device similar to that in uh nemesis right uh yeah but um he, he was- definitely calls it radiation Hmm. okay when the guard goes to open up the door he's like no the radiation okay so uh i'm not sure what kind of but i it looks very similar to that sort of weapon yeah the way it came out and stuff yeah and the like gas and just like filling up the room sort of thing yeah Yeah. and so uh then basically soji uh ends up running into picard while she's trying to escape and Picard's like, come with me, I will save you. And she's like, do I trust this man? He looks so old and feeble, I guess. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Uh, That was a lot of Troy coming through in your tone right there, Tyler. Like, (laughs) uh, I I was listening to the, uh, one of the first episodes the other day Mm -hmm. and, uh, Troy talking about Picard getting thrown over the coffee table. It, 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 and he's like, he it, his Picard always ends with him saying "buddy." Yeah, <laughs> it, it's hilarious. Come with me if you want to live, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's hard for me to walk. 
buddy. <laughs> I can't hurt you. Um, We're just gonna try to try to ape Troy's uh, card <laughs> impression this entire episode. Uh, Troy gave me at least one long rant in his notes, so we'll okay. see where that shows up. I haven't read it yet. I just thought it was is really it about, long. Is it about Federation economics again? Because uh, I think we beat that dead horse. He mentioned one thing, and it was positive, sort of. Oh, oh, but, awesome. yeah. So okay. let's finish the summary. So <laughs> sorry, uh, Soji and Picard. And um, Hugh, they get to like the queen's room or something. And Picard's mm. never seen it before, but he's seen it before. Um, <laughs> so they get there and there's like some kind of portal there that'll take them somewhere else. I don't remember where, but it's going to take them somewhere. 40,000 light years or something like that. Or yeah. Uh, 40,000 something. Uh, that I think it was light years. Spot. Yeah. yeah. Which sounds like a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. to us, obviously. <laughs> to them, it's like, what, a, a week? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so some Romulans are showing up, and then here comes Elnor, who was told Even to though, stay on the ship. Yeah. He was told to stay on the ship, and then he walks up on the board cube and kills three Romulans who are about to start attacking Picard, Hugh, and uh, Soji. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then they, uh, uh, Picard's like, uh, come with us, Elnor. I can't leave you behind again. And he's like, that fills me with joy, but I need to... Essentially, he's like, I need to cover your retreat. Yeah. yeah. It cuts to black, and he says, choose to live. Yeah, he's like, I yeah. hope you choose it's to like live. like the last moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he also calls him friend. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think he does. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, one of Troy's first notes um, that I also think the same is, like, there's no good reason for Elnor to stay behind. Like, I'm kind of glad he does to, like, protect Hugh, presumably. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's not his mission. His mission is to protect Picard, but he could have just jumped through the portal. Right. It's a portal. Yeah. 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 I didn't really understand that. I mean, I guess the portal has to close, or they could just jump through it. I I don't know. Yeah, uh, I guess they have to shut it down, or the Romulans can follow them through. Yeah, and I mean, the Romulans presumably know about it, if Mm. Hugh does, but I mean, maybe not. Maybe Hugh just knows it because he's a Borg. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... The other thing is, like... If it's just so they have to close it up, like, so the Romulans can't find it and take that technology, mm-hmm. because that that's a powerful bit of technology, being able to travel 40,000 light years. Yeah, we've yeah. never really seen anything quite like that, I don't think. No. That's pretty nuts. It's like a little mini wormhole, almost. Um. So, did you hear the name of the planet they said they were going to? Uh, it started with an N, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to rewatch it. It sounded to me like Rurapente, but that can't be right, because they would probably die, like, immediately. R- R- okay, so Tyler, Rurapente is a Klingon uh, prison colony. It's on, a like, a Hoth-like planet. It's ice planet. And, uh, yeah, Picard would not survive very long there, so I- that can't be the right planet. Hmm. Are you Googling it? Are you Googling uh, I, MC? Uh, 
Google that shit. Just Google that stuff. Yeah, Google that stuff. Yeah, Google that stuff. I missed a call. I, I was trying to look for the scene for <laughs> um, the actual place uh, okay. that they say. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I'm in the... Uh, Nephethine? Hmm. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't recognize that don't know where that is. I yeah, don't no recognize idea. it. It sounds like, like Norse mythology or something. Yeah. Like one of the ten realms or nine realms or whatever. Sorry, okay, I'm, so- I'm reading uh, Troy's notes to like see where those possibly fall in. <laughs> <laughs> Well, should we rewind back to the beginning? Yeah. Because usually Troy explains why you were wrong in your summary, and then we go from there. <laughs> uh, sure. So um, let's throw in a random Troy bit. Um, uh, Troy says, Every scene with so- Soju and the Romulan fuckboy makes me so, 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 so uncomfortable. Also, every scene with the Romulan fuckboy and his fuck sister. Uh, so I guess just... Every single thing about the Romulan fuckboy makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Thanks, Troy. Uh, I hope you're doing okay out there in slow time. <laughs> Stuck in his temporal anomaly. Yeah. Um, so the episode pretty much starts out. Um, well, they're off to Mordor, basically. They're off to the Borg Cube, which. Yeah. When I saw that preview last week, I was a little bit thrown by it because I was like, already, you know, because they had just left Earth like two episodes ago. And it just seemed like this was something they would save for the end. But after watching the episode, it kind of makes sense where they're going with it. Yeah. And it it's kind of like leading up to like there's only supposed to be 10, ten so episodes. Four more. Yeah. Yeah. So you can see that. uh this this is about halfway through the the season sort of thing like mm-hmm. it's the second half of the start of the second half of the season so this is like the perfect spot to have them come to the Borg cube because that means oh the Borg cube isn't where everything's happening it's going to be in these next four episodes when we get to these planets yeah I kind of liked all the stuff with the ex-Borg and Hugh kind of like rehabilitating them. And the whole thing about being an advocate for free Borg, I thought was kind of neat. Yeah. yeah. So I know I've asked this question before, but I forgot again. Like, So <laughs> why all of every other Borg we've seen is like Scarred has like metal parts in them, but Picard's just normal? Well, maybe it's because he wasn't a Borg long enough. I know that sounds weird, but, but because he it's like had like a metal they usually, eye, <laughs> they usually like infuse them with like um, nanoprobes and stuff. So, well, he didn't really have a metal eye. He has like a little red laser dot next to his eye. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe all of his stuff was external, nothing internal yet. Well, he definitely had some internal stuff going on. I think. It's yeah, been a while I, since I, I watched that episode. I just think but, they got him out faster, so uh, some of the stuff didn't have long enough to embed itself into him. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he was Borg for like like a day, maybe less. <laughs> like it happened yeah. fast. 
I mean, to to us, if you were watching it at the time, that cliffhanger, you know, there was like a, like I don't know, several months, you know, before that was resolved. Yeah, but yeah, because it was a season yeah. finale and a season open, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if you watch it like back to back, like it's really not a lot of time. It's like a matter of hours, maybe. I don't know. But obviously, it stuck with him. I mean, he was having flashbacks, and he was clearly disturbed by the incident. Just being back there, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that whole scene. I thought that was great. What did you think about um, when Agnes, like, basically just gave his entire Borg history in front of him? Like his reaction to that. I mean, it's clearly a sore spot, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought it was kind of harsh, like yeah, uh, that whole scene, uh, especially with uh, how weird Elnor uh, puts. Like he 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 tells her like he can't see her uh, uh, like Picard can't see her pa- uh, that she's suffering uh something that she doesn't want and, and the whole scene is like kind of cringy but it it's like just the right amount it's like it do- I don't think it goes too far with it but it still feels off. Um. Troy really loved the scene. He said Picard being pissed off as hell um, about the Borg is beautiful. Patrick Stewart is a treasure. How dare they yeah, put a joke is. about inbudding at the end of such a powerful scene. So he didn't like the inbudding joke of Elnor. Um, I didn't mind it. I really like Elnor. So same. Yeah. Do you think, okay. Do you guys think Elnor is going to be okay? Do you think he's still going to get to get a chance to see a cat? I don't know. I don't. How would he uh, get off the cube? I mean, it does look desperate. I'm not gonna lie, but I, I really want him to see a cat. Yeah. I mean, I really want him to survive. But yeah, you know. <laughs> maybe maybe they have Borg cat on the the cube somewhere. Maybe uh, they simulated a cat. <laughs> I mean, why not? Um, yeah, I don't know. It seems like it's too sudden of an end for him. If so, I honestly, I would have liked yeah. to see in an episode in between when we meet him and this one where him and Picard like share a moment together. We see them when he's a kid, how he looked up to Picard, but then Picard left him and like really hurt him. And then all like, he's angry at first. And then all of a sudden he likes Picard well enough to like stay on the cube. Yeah. It seems like things are going a little too fast. Like I really would love to kind of sit with these characters Actually, I would have loved to have seen an episode before they went to Free Cloud and before Agnes murdered her boyfriend, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I felt like, I don't know, like, they just need like to give it a breathing room. they stretched it out. Yeah, because there's just so much going on, you know? But, uh, I mean, I liked it otherwise. Okay, so what do you guys think's up with the mom AI in this episode? Well, it's definitely external. Uh, I don't think it's uh, because... Oh, yeah the calls are going out so it's definitely connecting to something but i that it's definitely an ai like uh, you saw yeah, how it was glitching Bruce and stuff said and, it's an ai didn't he yeah, yeah. her mom think, ai is what he called it so yeah it sounds like it might be like a data app upload or something like a process like she's syncing with a database somewhere else or something and that's why she falls asleep yeah but that's Maybe. just my theory. 
I don't know. I, I thought the scene where she was like trying to fight it was interesting. I, I didn't yeah. even think about it being external. I assumed it was internal, but you're right. If there's like a call log, it has to yeah, be there's going a somewhere. signal going out. Yeah. Hmm. Do you think they all have the same mom? <laughs> oh, the the mom AI is the same for all of them. That, yeah. That'd be weird. So if there, <laughs> since we know that, that there's more androids do you think they all look like soji um, i highly well, doubt that i'm assuming if they're they... all twins maybe well yeah, yeah because they're all twins i'm assuming they're different pairs of twins yeah well but i could be wrong it, yeah it, it could be really confusing and they all look like soji mm. <laughs> and dodge or dodge and, rest in peace oh uh, or dodge <laughs> Gone but, too soon. Um, at least Picard got um, Soji out of harm's way bef- before the uh, the Romulans caught up with him in the cube. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I'm just trying to think. Like the the whole um, everything Agnes is in this episode is kind of like half cringy, and yeah. it's kind of weird. Uh, I'm not sure if they're trying to cover up like. Um, how sad like the end of the last episode was with this weirdness that's happening. But um, she she seems even more distant and like uh, uh towards Picard. But everyone else, mm-hmm. she seems to be getting closer to them. It's hmm. weird. Um. I don't know. I don't think she likes Elnor because uh, he's somewhat uh, yeah. to her. Yeah, uh, he's suspicious. We didn't really see her and Rafi together, but her and Rios, like, I don't. I think she's just using him. So, do you think because of Elnor's like um, candor? Is that what it was called? Absolute yeah. candor. Absolute candor. Yes. Because of that, do you think he senses lies really easily? Like, maybe that's why he's, like, automatically, like, something's up Maybe? Because he's not used to it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, I have have a theory, and I don't know if there's anything to support this at all, but do you think that Maddox is an android? Uh, Just like Soji and Dodge? No. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he's a human. I was just wondering if maybe that wasn't the real Maddox. Oh, if there's another Maddox out there, yeah, um, oh. maybe. I mean, there could be. Maybe that was I mean, part of why she did what she did. I, I don't know, though. You know, I think she definitely thinks it's the real Maddox. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So Troy assumed that one of you would bring up the fact that uh, Data once or Data once dreamed. Data. Yeah, so yeah, there was an did. episode back in TNG where uh, Data had a dream. It was a really weird episode, actually. Uh, yeah. But he saw this like bird flying through the Enterprise or something, or he was the bird. It was yeah. really trippy. Uh, but And there was a telephone in his chest at one point. <laughs> that was actually a different dream. That was oh, a different oh, episode. Oh, was it? Yeah. 
he had two dreams. One was more of a nightmare, actually. So yeah. this is the one the Troy telephone. mentions. Troy said, so this one time Data was walking down a hallway and there were these old timey miners cutting a hole in the side of the ship. And then a crow flew by and he had a telephone yes. in his chest. So he ha- he went to oh, 10. Maybe that is the same. He episode. went to 10 forward. That doesn't make sense. So he went to 10, <laughs> ten forward, forward is a place on the ship. It's actually where they have the bar where Guinan, uh, okay. Goldberg's character serves drinks just uh, for fun, I guess, because so there's no economy. He went there for a birthday and there was a cellular peptide cake made of Troy. I don't know what Troy is saying. <laughs> T-R-O-I. <laughs> Oh, uh, Troy's yes, a, character. That's a character. Yeah, okay. that was the psychic uh, character from TNG that he was talking about last episode. <laughs> Maybe I should just read it and assume he didn't make typos because I'm reading this. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. So then he says, and a straw sticking out of Riker's head, but it was all a dream. Oh, and then he woke weird. up and he stabbed Troy in the shoulder and saved the ship. So, who is Troy and why did he stab him? Uh, Troy's a woman. Um, okay. She is a half beta zoid, half human. What is a beta zoid? She, uh, <laughs> that's a race of people with telepathic abilities, and uh, well, essentially, they seem like psychics. Well, they're they're empaths, right? Yeah, they can. Yeah. Well, okay, so I guess Troy herself is an empath. Her mom is a full-on psychic. She can read thoughts yeah. and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Troy's mom is also uh, an ambassador um, for the Federation, I think? Or is Something it actually like for Betazoid? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. But yeah, uh, uh, I was mentioning um, how... Troy's mom is a uh, ambassador for I think it's Betazoid, not the Federation. I think you're right, yeah, because she's always very uh, flamboyant, and she's she's not Federation. Yeah. There's no way she's Federation. <laughs> like she has a manservant, and, like carrying around like huge bags of stuff all the time. It's yeah, she's she's a character. Yeah, and um, and she's always flirting things... with Picard. Yeah, because remember, <laughs> it's like when an ongoing Beta's... joke. And he's like when trying Beta's to hide from her go through stuff. the change. They they get all uh, sexual driven. It's really weird. Is <laughs> Picard so, into it? No. Uh, Does no. Picard <laughs> not at all? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's canon. That's good. He, a few times, yes. A it's few been times, yeah. Up. He's not. He's not quite. A, he's not quite Kirk, but yeah, he gets around. How's he do it? Like a, how? Not like physically. Like not like. You know, oh, but God. like how. How does he approach the situation? Does he have like pickup lines? Is he like, does he say engage? Like, <laughs> he starts. <laughs> oh man, I don't um, want to picture that. Uh, Especially this Picard. Seem, it, it, he it, it, seem it's really weird. No, and, and he doesn't try to be. It, it's more like they're just into whatever he's bringing. <laughs> like that sexual energy that Picard has. That Would it, you like to just, see my flute? Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, I wonder if uh, he calls the ladies buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, so real quick, I got to bring this up. I meant to mention this on a previous episode, but you know how Picard's always abandoning people? <laughs> like, yeah. Throughout the series, especially. Um, do you remember Star Trek Insurrection? 
in that one he he kind of falls in love with a woman did he ever go back because he said he was coming back i don't think he ever went back to that planet i i don't think so because isn't isn't that the one where they um get rejuvenated by yes yeah Yeah, it's like uh the eternal life planet honestly this picard needs to go back to that planet like why hasn't why haven't they made a pit stop there do you think we'll see that planet in this season oh, or the series? Don't know. You but, I mean, maybe that's there. how it ends. <laughs> yeah, that could be like the last episode. Um, so that reminds me. So Troy thinks that um, Picard can't die because there's a season two. But Troy also there is a season two. Yes, I agree. <laughs> but Troy also thinks that the ship is called Picard. So what if both are true? It's not. What if, what if he does die <laughs> and they name the ship Picard in his memory him, in his memory. So season two isn't about Picard, the person it's about the crew of Picard, the ship, you know, <laughs> if both Picard and Elnor don't survive this season, I'm not sure I want to keep watching. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> who do you think will survive? Like Agnes dies probably. Well, like she's sort of the villain. I can't see show? her redeem. Yeah, I can't really see her redeeming herself unless Maddox was actually an android or something. Yeah. But that seems unlikely at this point. Um, the, but the way Captain Raffi's uh, also uh, acting like with all the drugs and mm-hmm. alcohol, uh, uh, yeah. we, we, that might be um, like some slippery slope that something happens on as well. Yeah, I kind of hope she redeems herself, honestly. And, yeah. well, you know, like, I, I hope she gets better. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want her to be okay. You know? Yeah. It feels like, I don't know. That would be a little it, bit dark. At least she has one supportive see... friend. Like, Rios yeah. is supportive as where Picard's, like, kind of using her and not really paying attention to the fact that she's hurting. Yeah. Yeah. But even Rios, like, he seems like, I don't know, like... Yeah, if anyone was to sacrifice themselves, you know, it seems like him, you know. Yeah. So maybe maybe no one gets out of the season alive. Except for the ship. That man, that's a (laughs) card. Yeah. (laughs) Um so this is something Troy mentioned that I don't remember hearing. So I'm Mm kind of curious if you remember hearing it, and it's about the economy. You guys ready for some economic endeavors? Um, okay. No. So uh, Troy said <laughs> they said latinum, latinum, latinum. They, um, they did. Latinum. Okay. Latinum. And so he said, okay, so they, they are using latinum as currency. At least that's been established. Okay. So latinum is something that the Ferengi use. So this goes back to our uh, Ferengi theory that the economy is actually just them dealing with people outside of the Federation. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it sounds like maybe the Ferengi have kind of expanded because the Federation has really backed off on a lot of stuff. Um, but the Ferengi, their whole thing is that they're obsessed. They're they're capitalists. You know, they're they're the opposite of the Federation in that way, in that regard. They're not necessarily bad guys, but um, they like to them, the economy is their their religion. You know what I mean? Like they yeah, have uh, like over 200 rolls of acquisition and they they read them off like bible passages you know (laughs) (laughs) and and there's a a pope-like figure that runs their planet Mm, yeah Hmm. so i feel like it's kind of surprising that we haven't seen a ferengi on screen yet we did get that reference to quark's bar 
but I feel like maybe that's going to be a reveal towards the end is that they're kind of the big bad in this series because the economy. Have you seen them on Discovery at all? No, but no. that's because at that point, the Federation hadn't really run into them yet. Okay. I was just curious because I looked at after Troy talked about them or one of you guys talked about them having like ear orgasms. I, I looked them up and they look super goofy. I, I'm curious yeah. what a modern version of them would look like i have no idea um so what's funny is they were first introduced in like the third or fourth episode of tng it was really early on is what i'm saying but they were supposed to be like one of the big villains of that series but they look so goofy that no one took them seriously like it was just they and so they ended up becoming kind of a comic relief species yeah from there on out up until ds9 where like every episode that focused on the Ferengi characters was like a sitcom. Uh, the the worst of that being the Grand Nagus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They had they had that one guy. Uh, who? What's that guy's name? He was he was in the Princess Bride. Um, didn't he play the Grand Nagus? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, the guy. Uh, he says inconceivable. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Just under a ton of makeup. Like a ton of nasty looking makeup and big ears, like droopy ears. It's gross. So the video I watched at the Ferengi, it was a super cut of them having their ears rubbed. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, those scenes so, are always so awkward. So you've seen pretty much Ferengi sex. Yeah. Type. Uh, yeah. It seemed like most of the time they were that was being done to like get something out of them. <sighs> I'll not be distracted by your feminine wiles. I demand 40%. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what do you think, MC? Do you think that the Ferengi are involved uh, in what's going on behind the scenes? I'm, I mean, I'm not sure if they've, they're like... Oh, maybe they're behind the Mars is, attacks. Well, no, I, I don't think they <laughs> would be because, um, well, having synthetic o- organisms would actually benefit their... Uh, like economy i guess like it's a cheaper workforce why mm. why would the ferengis want to get rid of them maybe they would well if the federation stops using them they would have a monopoly on the market I don't oh know. yeah i mean that's but that doesn't make sense if the federation isn't even a part of their economy so i don't yeah, really know it, it's really <laughs> they're not weird. exactly trading with the federation in any way as far as i know but a lot can happen in 20 years yeah you know, I, I feel like that Latinum uh, reference maybe meant something, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who, who mentioned like, the Latinum? Because I, I missed that completely. That was Troy. Oh, in the episode? Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I remember hearing it. It might have been Rios, but I can't remember for sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. I He and Rafi had a bet that the Soji was oh, okay. dead. I remember from that. last episode, yeah. So he's like, you owe me two latinum for the girl's still alive. Picard checked in. And that's uh, shortly after he's gone onto the ball cube. I've never been a big fan of the Ferengi myself, but it would be... I'm sorry I keep bringing this back up, but it would be really interesting if they ended up being the villains in the show. If they actually found a way to make them a threat, you know what I mean? If they could actually be villainous rather than goofy. Yeah. I know Troy mentioned that they were kind of um, 
bad stereotypes of Jewish people. So I don't know if having them pulling the strings right. behind the picture oh. is a good look for Star oh, Trek. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, forget I said anything. Because <laughs> it essentially point. caused uh, <laughs> Mars 9-11, so... Uh. <laughs> Oh. oh no yeah that's not good <laughs> oh. um so yeah what else have we not talked about like is there anything um oh uh did we talk about our poll question we didn't oh we didn't no let me pull up the results of that real quick i was really rooting for uh french bandit picard i don't know if you made it yeah. i know who won but i don't know how close things were I was surprised. Uh, Borg Picard was kind of pulling at the end there a little bit. Yeah, some momentum. And then he tanked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what's really weird is um, when uh, they're running through the Borg cube, just one ex Borg pops out of nowhere and goes, "Lacutus." Oh yeah. Like in a questioning tone, and it's just like, "Oh my god." Like, <laughs> that that's who he is to the Borg. Like, everyone yeah. knows who he is. So scary. Uh, thinking about, like, being trapped. Mm-hmm. Like, it, the way that uh, they talk about how they're being, uh, like, how it is being a Borg. Well, they're aware the whole time, but they have no control yeah. over themselves, right? Yeah. It's, it's a weird, uh, yeah. Yeah, it kind of makes me think of Attack on Titan. How the people, mm. oh, that's spoilers. <laughs> I can't talk about oh. it <laughs> because that's like several, I, I forget everyone hasn't seen or read Attack on Titan. I haven't even started yet. It's good. But anyway, so here's the poll. Um, okay. So if you didn't see the poll, you weren't aware of it. The poll is that Q created a temporal disturbance similar <laughs> to where Troy is right now, causing four Picards to beam down to Vasquez Rocks. Each knows that they are the one true Picard who emerges victorious. How do they win? So the four Picards we have are your classic Picard from the next uh, TNG. Uh, then we have Borg Picard, Locutus, uh, Evil Tom Hardy Picard. What is his actual name? Shinzon. Okay. Um, yeah, I know. And then we have French <laughs> Bandit Picard. And so, yeah, so classic Picard won 51.1% of the vote. I don't oh think God. there's any huge surprise there. That's a landslide. Yeah. Yeah. You got the majority. Uh, <laughs> Not who I voted for, but okay. <laughs> the popular vote and the majority. Uh, French Bandit Picard the, came in second with 25.5%. Um, we came in second. Lacutus <laughs> uh, <laughs> came in third with 18.1% and very little love for evil Tom Hardy Picard with only 5.3. Uh, I got to say, I'm just happy that he didn't win. I was just voting against him, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, how do you guys I think like it'll Tom play Hardy. out? Because th- to me, like not knowing that much about it, I feel like the Borg version of Picard would probably have like superpowers or something. Well, okay, so the Borg by themselves, it's like zombies, you know, they're very slow Mm -hmm. on their own. They're not a huge threat unless you got like six bajillion of them coming at you. But he's like the king of the, the queen of the (laughs) Borg. So, (laughs) yeah. um, But that he only has power with the, with the Borg fleet or the Borg cube or whatever, you know, like that's without that. And if he's cut off from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. 
If he's cut so, off from that, he's useless. <laughs> like he can he can walk up to someone and inject them with some nanoprobes, but does he? Know. Do the Borgs not like put like weapons in them? I feel like he should have like a not rocket really. launcher arm. <laughs> some no, <laughs> some of them have like like little uh, saws or whatever, you know, things like that. <laughs> but yeah, mostly it's like they inject you with nanoprobes and uh, assimilate you. Um, yeah, but. Uh, their other big thing is they have personal shields. So when you try and shoot them with uh, phases and stuff, they if you don't modulate the frequency that you're shooting at, they can mm-hmm. just block it off. They adapt, but yeah. only after you like kill a couple of them first. Hmm. So Borg Picard by himself is pretty useless. <laughs> if we're talking yeah, like hand-to-hand combat, combat yeah. for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think in my scenario, I had like Tom Hardy Picard, like stabbing Captain and Picard in the chest, and then he falls to his knees laughing. And uh, I think Borg Picard comes over, injects Tom Hardy, and then he blows them all up while, you know, French Bandit Picard was hiding behind a rock the whole time. But what'd you guys think would happen? Um, I know Troy had a theory that classic Picard and French Bandit Picard would make out. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> so they okay. would ultimately be the winners. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, what do you think, I mean, MC? I, um, I, I was hoping for French Bandit because because that's just a funny picture to see, like just the, the old man with an eye patch just. Tearing apart all the other younger cards <laughs> while doing a bad French accent. Yeah, exactly. Oh. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Like the imagery is just perfect. <laughs> uh, Tom Hardy looks so weird in that picture we used in the poll. Yeah, uh, that's and that's not even the much... weirdest one. Yeah, because he's kind of deteriorating throughout that movie. He looks gross by the uh, end. His, yeah, his lips are like weirdly plump. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 start turning like purple, and he starts getting all veiny. Oh, That's yeah. when he starts getting really weird. Like yeah. that 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 shot uh, is fairly normal looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so what happened was the Romulans cloned Picard, and he was supposed to kind of replace him, and kind of like you know, like he was supposed to assassinate Picard and take his place. Kind of the problem was that he was supposed to age like what 50 years in a matter of a couple or something yeah. like that but he had to have a like some kind of infusion they didn't really explain it all that well but he he lacked like because like that process was never started i guess his genetics started to break down or whatever huh yeah it was weird it's not a good movie i know i've said that before <laughs> <laughs> yeah it it kind of twists it's so and turns and yeah it, it it's very Romulan heavy as well, so which is it, why it's it, kind of important for this series. Yeah, but uh, yeah, not Trek's proudest moment, in my opinion. No, yeah, I I know it tanked at the box office. It kind of would you say that kind of killed the series for a while? I think that was part of what killed yeah. the series. It's kind of why we haven't seen much since then. Yeah, uh, the Enterprise was when it started up. It was like 
iffy like mm-hmm. by the end of the enterprise it actually started getting really good and like you can see like oh they've tried to put a little bit more money into the show yeah it was like, canceled right as it was getting good which is really yeah. unfortunate but yeah you know what's interesting is enterprise was supposed to they were building up to the romulan war that keeps getting referenced in all the other shows so we still haven't actually seen that it's referenced no. all the time. It's like a big part of like the Federation history is that like, you know, they had this massive war with the Romulan Empire and then there was just like this stalemate or whatever. And they had like a neutral zone and then they didn't see each other for like 100 years. Yeah. And, yeah. and the neutral zone still exists, I assume, because they mention it in this episode. Uh, oh, that's right. Kind of. Not really. It, well, Romulus isn't really a thing anymore, so no, uh, I don't know. Didn't it, it blew up or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, so uh, did you guys have an idea for the new poll? Ooh, I got something. If you guys don't, I don't. Yeah, sure. I I, I had something, but I can't remember it right now. so i feel like we should have done this one already but does the federation have an economy a no of course not it's a post-scarcity socialist utopia or b yes the federation decided to readopt capitalism in the 20 years after the events of star trek nemesis i I feel like polls should be fun (laughs) (laughs) Here's I mean, the we thing. can always we can always throw in a third option about a Ferengi conspiracy, <laughs> or we could say which character should grow a beard: Picard, Ooh. Elnor, Rafi, or I don't know, you could you could pick a fourth one: Agnes. <laughs> sure, Agnes. <laughs> <laughs> well. Half of the characters seem to already have a beard. Yeah, that's why I was struggling to find a fourth one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, think of another male character, because I threw Rafi in already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, maybe think- maybe Soji should just grow one, so they, they can't find her. Could what she? about um, our holograms people? Ooh, that's or a good are, one. Or do holograms count as synths, maybe? I don't know. It's up to you guys. I like... Uh, uh uh holograms uh humans uh oh, they dancers. yes no <laughs> they are synths well i mean synths are people too though right are they not I mean, according to, to- uh norik he told soji that she was never real yeah but he's kind of a horrible person so i wouldn't really take yeah he was also his, crying uh, while saying it but <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. So why don't we do that as a poll? Uh, uh, I know we had talked about our holograms considered uh, synthetics. Yeah. We'll we'll figure something out. But yeah. Uh, back to episode it, discussion. Me and Eric talked about something last episode that MC and maybe some other listeners wouldn't have heard about because it was during the sealed section of the podcast where we talked about the next time. Um, There has to be some kind of like cameras on the ship, right? 
like there's holograms like the hologram should have some kind of record and they should see that agnes killed maddox right i mean logically yeah i feel like i mean if you have hollow projectors you have to have cameras right like it just seems weird that they wouldn't you know and maybe the federation just like really believes in privacy (laughs) yeah it could be I don't know. I feel like Agnes, I mean, she's a computer programmer, right? She like programs like true stuff. So maybe she hacked the system and erased it. But she'd have to like come up with like fake footage, right? Or else it would look really sketchy. Or, or this it is could the just be personal privacy. Like maybe it, personal privacy is a big thing. Yeah. Especially, and Rios' ship isn't a Federation ship, you gotta think, so. That's true. Yeah, and yeah. I guess he wouldn't be, like, having people on board that he didn't trust. Yeah. 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 It would be kind of re- kind of weird if he was just recording everything, I guess. <laughs> I don't everything, know. Everything, <laughs> including that uh, thing that him and Agnes did. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I still yeah. feel like the hologram being there... Um, should have yeah, something like but he is also like a medical hologram so like maybe there's some like hologram patient confidentiality <laughs> <laughs> but i'm pretty sure if your doctor sees you murder someone they still have to tell the police <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i think there's certain things that kind of supersede that <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so is there anything else you guys want to talk about the episode uh, we could maybe talk about like where do you think it's gonna go from here? Because I, I guess their Picard's gonna try to save all the androids and figure out what happened on Mars. Well, but well, Soji also knows the description of the planet that um, where she was made, I guess. Yeah, and. She can tell Picard and they can try and work out where that planet is and if they can try and stop or get there before the uh Talshia uh or the Yeah. The like the Romulans mm-hmm. in general, just like all of them. Totally. Well, like Picard's been all over the place. He probably he'd be like, Oh yeah, I know exactly where that is, you know. Two yeah. blood red moons and electric storm. Yeah. Oh yeah, buddy. That's right next there, next to the Home Depot, buddy. <laughs> I, right. I feel like my Picard's Canadian. <laughs> French Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, the other thing that we gotta um, see is how Elnor gets off of the Borg cube, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. if he does, he could just yeah. kill all the Romulans there. <laughs> <laughs> free the borg yeah do you do you think hugh's gonna make it out i, I hope mean, so but i hope so yeah it's oh, not looking good it's not looking that's good. who we, we didn't even consider that uh hugh might be the uh good guy that might get killed before the end of the season mm. maybe yeah. he's the only one that lives Oh my god! I hope he's the only one that lives. <laughs> I feel like he's become die, Star Trek Q. But... Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't even know what to think anymore. This show keeps like throwing me curveballs, so I'm just kind of long for the ride, honestly. <laughs> so, what do you think about all the reclaimed Borg 
being slaves to the Romulans. It's messed up, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't even think I about that. I agree with it. But I remember them saying, like, now they serve a queen. Um, Which is Nark's sister, right? Is she the queen? I, I'm not sure. Case, I think that's what they're hinting at. No, no. But yeah, so you think, like, their purpose of reclaiming the Borg is just to have slaves? Yeah. Um, they, I don't know. I I think there's more to it. I honestly do. Yeah, they, there has to they, be. There, there has, has to be an to end be game. More to it. Yeah, there has they, to be an end game. I feel like they're just trying to like hijack the collective and use it against all their enemies. Like wipe out the Klingons, wipe out the Federation, just take over the galaxy. They lost I mean, their it, planets, so they're going to take everyone else's planets. That does sound like a very Romulan thing to do. Yeah, they're very vengeful. I know that's kind of stereotyping, but yeah, there's no room here for that racism. <laughs> <laughs> Only some uh, Romulans. <laughs> uh, do you think uh, Narek's going to sort of redeem himself at some point? Uh, I feel like I'm I don't think sure. he, I don't think he can at this point. No, that was messed he, up. Yeah, that was way messed up. The way that he. Locked her in that room with radiation and yeah. try to yeah. kill her. Like, I don't care it, if you it, feel sorry about doing it. Like that's you don't do that, especially even, to someone that you get intimate with. You know. Yeah, and even if he does redeem himself, is she going to forgive him? No, I, I could see I him she like snaps dying his to save her or something. Because it just seems like he's going to at some point like try mm. to help her. I don't know because he clearly knows he's doing something wrong, but. Yeah, but that makes we'll it see. worse, right? That makes it worse. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. Do you think he's yeah, like Jamie Lannister and uh, oh. so he's banging his sister and doing everything she says because he loves her? Do you think it's going to end with them like kissing as the board cube collapses in on them? <laughs> I feel like they've came so close to kissing several times already and it's kind of yeah. weird. Um, it is weird. Yeah. So I think that's all I have. Unless you guys have anything did you, else. Did you guys mm. watch the teaser for next week? I didn't. I did. And we'll talk about that after MC leaves in the sealed section of the podcast. Um, <laughs> where all the, the good bits are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So if you guys don't have anything else, I'll do our plugs. And we can get out of here before the timer runs out. <laughs> Again. Uh, so... If you would like to hear more of MC and, you know, Troy be there also, uh, you can listen to the best animated shows ever so far, where they watch, rank, and review every cartoon ever so far based on its first three episodes. Um, right now, they're watching The Silver Surfer. Got two more episodes of that coming out. And um, How's that going, MC? Is it, is uh, it it's, garbage or? No, it's actually pretty good. Um Galactus looks awesome. Yeah, the uh, screenshot like you guys CGI, posted yeah. in the thumbnail, it looks really cool. Like, I, nice. He, I heard you guys talking about it. He's cell shaded and, like, it, it, it just looks really good. Like, and he stands out from a lot of the other animation in that show. It's like. That's awesome. It, 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 it really holds up for, like, that time period. So, it, it's kind of upsetting that they've only got one season of it. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. 
Um, so you can hear more of Eric uh, on Epic Fells of History. That's Epic with a K, where he talks about humanity's greatest failures and what we can learn from them. So funny thing about in my notes, um, I have <laughs> that's Epic with a K. I have Epic spelled with a C in that part. <laughs> I just Did that. it autocorrect? That's great. Nope, because uh, I have Epic Fells of History written with a K. <laughs> just in that part, I wrote Epic like the normal way. Uh, so yeah, Eric just released an episode like talking about where he's going with the podcast and what you can expect to see in the near future. Yeah, definitely. I've got a episode in the works right now, so hopefully I'll have that done in a couple weeks. And uh, you can find links to everything I just mentioned in the show notes, as well as links to everyone's social media and a link to our discord channel where you can chat with us about Star Trek, Picard and other stuff. Um, oh, so Eric, we also got uh-huh. podcasters assemble coming up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that comes out. First episode comes out Friday after this. Yep. And it's a uh, so that'll be. We're doing all the Daniel Craig, James Bond movies. So check it out. And if you want to contribute, go to probablywork.com uh, backslash podcasters assemble. It might be a podcasters dash assemble. Just look at the show notes. There's a link. <laughs> yeah. Um, so looking forward to that. Eric, do you like Final Fantasy seven? I do kind of like Final Fantasy seven, but but to be fi- well, so I didn't play it all the way through. Uh-huh. I played it as a kid and i haven't really revisited revisited it since then i'm considering getting the remake though if it comes out at any point yeah so best case scenario it comes out in a month but you know what you could do with final fantasy 7 starting the same day that this podcast comes out no you could do the Final Fantasy VII Materia Lockdown Challenge, which is a charity <laughs> event our friends over the RPG After Years are running. And yeah, it starts today as of when the podcast comes out. Uh, so basically, it's uh, every time you unlock a new character in the game, you get assigned a job that corresponds to what color Materia you can use uh, for that character. And oh, okay. I don't really know what materia is because I haven't played Final Fantasy VII, but I've been told <laughs> that it's like you can only use certain colors of certain kinds of magic or something. Um, something like that. It's <laughs> like I said, it's been forever since I played it. I might have to get into that, though. That sounds like a lot of fun. And you said it's for a good cause. Yeah. So uh, participants are encouraged to make a donation to the Motor Neuron Disease Association, which is an organization that's really close to the uh, founder of RPG After Years, uh, our good friend, and our number one listener, Bill. Um, his mom passed away from motor neuron disease a few years ago. And oh, man. that association did a lot to help his family out during that time and make sure, you know, th- them and his mother were in the best care they could be in. So, yeah. So, That's awesome. Yeah, you can yeah. find out. More about the Materia Lockdown Challenge at materialockdown.com. And there'll be a link in the description. And yeah, so that is it for us. Normally, Troy ends the show for us. Like, what are we going to do? We got no Troy. Uh, But what we (laughs) do have is we have a message from Troy that's been sent through time and space. And it's, it's really lagging. 
because of my internet. <laughs> Could be the <laughs> temporal displacement too. Yeah. So let's see what this message that just came in said that Troy sent. So Troy says, uh, Hey Tyler, some guy named Barry just like appeared out of some sort of rip in the fabric of space time and says he can get me back to your time zone, which is weird <laughs> because we don't live in the same time zone, but you'll have to meet me part way. So he said to set your transporter coordinates for something called the speed force. And I guess I'll see you there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, wow. so that, that's what Troy said. So free to beam out to the speed force. <laughs> Hey, uh, thanks for hanging around and welcome to the part of the show where me and Eric talk about the next time on. So it looks like the next episode is called Nepothinth, which I think is probably the planet you and MC were talking about. Cause I think MC said it started with an N. So maybe that's the planet yeah. that they are on. Just, that sounds right. I didn't catch the name of the planet at all. Clearly. Cause uh-huh. I thought they said something totally different. Does that name mean anything to you or it doesn't? Okay. No. It probably should, but I have a terrible memory. So, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> things that stick out from the next time to me, uh, it looks like Hugh and um, Elnor are definitely in trouble. We see Hugh with a knife mm. to his throat from um, Rizzo is holding a knife to his throat. And then we definitely yeah. see Elnor like with his sword and like, a, I don't know, it looks like he's like, in like a stance that it's like his last fight. I don't know why that sticks mm. out to me like that, but that's what I see. Yeah. What do you think? You think they're making it out? <sighs> I really hope. Okay. I hope this is kind of a fake out. We're kind of, it's almost set up. Like we're led to believe that Elnor is going to go down fighting, but maybe that doesn't happen. You know, maybe he gets beamed out by someone at the last second. Yeah. Um, maybe I, I, yeah, I don't know if he's making it out. Because that clip where he's like being tortured, I want to say mm-hmm. they're trying to get information out of him. Yeah, it's not looking good. Yeah, for you. I feel like Hugh's Hugh is not, not going to betray. Out. Yeah, he's not going to betray his friends. Um, but yeah, I didn't even think about the fact that Elnor should be able to just be beamed out. Oh, yeah, this is Star Trek, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully that works out for Elnor at least. Um, yeah oh that might explain why they're stuck in the tractor beam so it shows the ship you know agnes and rios and rafi they're all on the ship and they're stuck in like the board keeps tractor beam um it's probably because they went to try to go get elnor back yeah maybe so maybe they rescue him yeah because we see them flying really close to the cube yeah because that's the only way it can get a hold of them i assume yeah because otherwise they'd just be able to warp away no problem so down on the planet, we see uh, two people that I don't know who they are. And one, I don't know if you know who they are. <laughs> There's like a hooded figure with a bow and arrow. And on top of their hood, I can't tell if it's just leaves behind them, but they appear to have like ears or horns that go above their head, like pretty high. Um, yeah, I didn't really get a good look at that. I'm not really sure what that's about. 
But the other guy, did you recognize him? Nope. <laughs> do you want do you want me to tell you or do you want to kind of guess for the next episode? Uh, no, go ahead and tell me. I have I have no clue. So that's number one. Oh, okay. From from TNG at least. Yeah. That's uh that's Riker, uh Picard's second in command. Oh. Yeah. He's uh he's retired on this uh forest planet somewhere. Do you think they Picard went to this planet knowing he would be there, or this is just kind of worked so out? Did, did Picard choose the planet? I think so. I, I think... Then yes. Yeah, so I think they said that they could go anywhere within like 40 million light years or something. Yeah. And so I, he I, like was like, oh, I know the perfect place. I can't remember, but... So yeah, that's totally intentional. It has to be. Because, I mean, they were close, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was really cool to see him again. Um, so we mentioned Troy uh, earlier in the episode. Troy is married to Riker. I thought you were talking about They're... Troy, our friend Troy. No, 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 no. No, female <laughs> Troy from Star Trek, not not the other guy. Not, you know, <laughs> not podcaster Troy. Maybe the poll should uh, be who's the best Troy, Troy or Troy. <laughs> It's not a bad idea. (laughs) I think Troy might lose. um, (laughs) (laughs) So throughout the next generation, Troy and Riker were kind of off again, on again. They actually like had had a relationship before the show even began. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in Nemesis, they finally got married. That was like one of the good things that happened in that movie. That's like how the movie opens with their wedding. So um, it's, uh, you know, I'm assuming they're still married. So we'll probably see Troy in this episode, in this next episode. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. Riker's a cool character. I really like him. So it's, uh, it's really cool to, you know, see that he's going to be on the show. Yeah. Oh man. You know what we forgot to talk about? Oh shit. What? Tribbles. God damn it. And we can't talk about them now (laughs) because like probably like half the listeners have tuned out. <laughs> yeah, I meant to mention so at next the top. time on. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll remember one day. This is not intentional at all. <laughs> Didn't we bring this up on the first episode? Uh, and we, we brought this up before the first episode because it was one of the questions I wanted to ask yeah. you for episode zero. <laughs> yeah, so we probably did bring it up on the first episode. Yeah, Troy not being here for this episode like really threw me off because I was also underprepared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I I had had kind of a long day. You know, I did that book festival. Yeah, and MC didn't sleep at all. So hey, listeners, yeah. uh, I don't think we mentioned all this on the normal part of the episode. So the ones that stuck around, you're getting some behind the scenes stuff about how we're all tired <laughs> and or not here. <laughs> we're always tired. <laughs> um, yeah. So you have anything else you want to talk about? You expect to see um, next time? Uh, I'm no, that kind of covers it. it. And there's this one shot that's like a really close look at agnes's eyes at least i think it's agnes is she an android well like she looks like she's maybe crying she looks very sad oh Oh, man and there's a huge explosion on a planet it's only for like oh my god it's for like the tiniest amount of time so i don't know if you remember i did not see that are you going frame by frame yeah i'm just like skimming it on youtube and actually so yeah you want me to send you the link so you can see what this planet is? I feel like yeah, it's let's worth see it. you seeing this explosion. Maybe I'll know. Yeah, maybe I'll recognize it or something. 
I wonder if they're flashing back to the Mars attacks again. <laughs> I, it's not Mars, unless Mars is okay. no longer red. Um, uh, I, I think it's still red. <laughs> it's I like mean, a it's giant sort of explosion now. But so, okay. oh man! And for some reason, the picture yeah. when I sent it to you, it shows for the thumbnail is the giant explosion. Oh. So you don't have to watch the video. That's what I'm talking about. It's at like 21 seconds. So, okay. Oh, are you sending it now? Yeah, send it in Discord. Oh, shit. Yeah, go to... That's huge. Go to 20 seconds in the video, and you'll see how fast they show it. (laughs) Oh, do you got the whole episode? Oh, okay. Okay, I'm watching it now. Oh, yeah, that's a big explosion. Oh, my God. That is such a big explosion. It looks like the planet's coming apart or something. Yeah. Because that's like outside of the atmosphere. It looks like like an atomic bomb, but like way It looks like (laughs) an asteroid or something. Because you see if like this huge shock wave around it too, if you pause it. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. It's like blasting debris out into orbit. Yeah. That's nuts. So that's going to be interesting unless it's a flashback. I... This is not Mars, I don't think. What about how did Romulus go down? Well, Romulus, so uh, their their sun went supernova, oh, okay. so that planet like got obliterated. Like, there's nothing left. You know, that whole system got wiped out like instantaneously. Yeah, so this will be interesting. I have no clue what could be happening here. I don't think it's a supernova. Maybe because we actually saw we actually saw uh, Romulus go nuclear in um, the 2009 movie. Mm-hmm. It was like a quick flashback. Maybe they drive the cube straight into this planet for some reason. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, man, I'm really curious now though. I did not catch that the first time. It's so fast. Like I, yeah, listeners, if you didn't see it, like I'll put a link to this in the description so you can find it super easy, or you could just Google Star Trek Picard episode seven preview trailer. Uh, that's probably quicker. But yeah, yeah, and go to like twenty seconds <laughs> in. Like I totally missed this when I watched it. Same, yeah, that was nuts. But yeah, we'll yeah. see you next time. I don't have anything else really to say about this episode. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have a great one, guys. <laughs> Later. <laughs>Good evening, 003. The following is for your ears only and is classified above top secret by Her Majesty's Secret Service. Less than 24 hours ago, our contact with the We Can Make This Work, probably, podcast network intercepted an encrypted audio message sent over social media regarding the upcoming season of Podcasters Assemble, a hype rewatch podcast covering the James Bond films leading up to Bond 25. According to our intel, Season 1 covered the Marvel Cinematic Universe, while Season 2 focused on the Star Wars Skywalker saga. For this season, the podcast network is looking to recruit field operatives from around the world to reminisce about the Daniel Craig Bond movies, Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, and Spectre, in a countdown to the latest film in the franchise, No Time to Die. Your primary objective is to infiltrate Podcasters Assemble by recording and uploading your submissions at probablywork.com. Utilizing a two-way communications device with a built-in microphone, the latest from QBranch. In addition, MI6 believes that the first episode is going to be an overview of the series as a whole, 
showcasing everyone's favorite and least favorite Bond movies, Bond actors, Bond villains, secret layers, cold opens, vehicles, and gadgets from the franchise's history, and more importantly, your background with these films. For a full mission report, go to probablywork.com. The first episode is scheduled for release on March 6th. We're all counting on you, 003. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at Probably Work for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com. Probably